0: hello hey hello (laughs) so weird yes it is did you see how many other uh, conversations were going on about the Second Amendment on the front page
1: oh probably all of them
0: pretty much let's talk about guns let's hate on
1: guns Mm, we wanted to take this in a different direction though right
0: well, certainly what um, what you said last night about guns was not what I was expecting. So, yeah, I guess. The, you know, I'm not for arming teachers, but...
1: Yeah, no. Um, I think that's, that's a little crazy. A, that's just
0: a funny sentence in itself. I'm not for arming <laughs> teachers, but they sure could use hand grenades.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. No, mm. but I don't know. I just it's gotta be it's more complicated than that i think and as you know i don't think the audience knows because why would they but when we first met um i was pretty anti 2a like i i recall just kind of wanting them gone and yeah, we had someone.
0: we should we had somebody in we, should probably, we should probably greet them when they come in the in future right um Did you see that a sure. guy showed up and then dropped?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think that you want to greet them. We could.
0: Just like, "Hey, brother. What's up?" and then just keep going. Mm. You don't think so?
1: No, I don't know. Okay. I mean, if they say then hi, we'll we just, act, say we'll hi just act
0: like people are there. <laughs> like, "Excuse me. We're talking here. What the F is wrong with you, brother?" <laughs>
1: Oh my god! No, I don't know. Get off, bitch! Jesus, we are live. You can't talk like that.
0: But there's no one else here. Oh, is this getting recorded? Wait, is this getting (laughs) recorded? Yes. Yes. That's fun. (sighs) Jeez, it it sure is. That's the fun of live radio.
1: (sighs) Right, but no, so. Rained it
0: in. I'm going to walk a line here.
1: So because the listeners don't know, you've always been, I think a pretty firm supporter of the second amendment. You like firearms and I just wasn't really there when we first met. I wasn't there at all. In fact, um, I had very little experience with them. I still have very little experience with them, but it is but you're now a dead more shot. than you're a nothing. Dead shot
0: dead on. You're the best shot I know. Really? Yeah, I'd say of the people I know who know how to shoot, you are the best shot I know. Nice. Mm.
1: Well, it's terrifying. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think that I was wrong. Looking back, I do not think that I was wrong to be like, "Hey, these are really scary." Um, there should be a lot going on before we decide to just give them to people, but from what you have told me about um certain states anyway i don 't know if we 're saying our state or not, but certain states there is a lot that goes into it before you can just you know walk away with one
0: yeah, absolutely we 're in one of the most heavily regulated states there is.
1: And it shows um, can you recall a a mass shooting that's happened here recently or otherwise
2: hmm
0: that is an absolutely excellent question and i mean i the the we could start by asking the you know the the Step second, saying the question, what defines a mass shooting, right? And I think there have been um, some, if you use a kind of a a definition that's not terribly, um,
2: mm,
0: you, you know, not terribly restrictive, right? So I believe I believe that the, it says. Um, Lack of consensus exists, but terms define minimum of three or four victims. So yeah, Massachusetts, sure, there've been oh, there've there been plenty of
1: those. <laughs> but
0: but most frequently, you know, it's it's almost among like acquaintances, if you know what I mean. Like there's some criminal thing goes down, and some criminals shoot each other quite a bit, or maybe some bystanders get hit. But if we're taking like when you t- when one is talking about a classic mass shooting, right? Where we mean we mean like. You're going about your or somebody's going about their business, doing their stuff during the day, and suddenly they're at a you know, at school or at a mall or at a restaurant or somewhere, and a shooting starts that they have nothing to do with. That's what people are afraid right. of. Most people, we're not afraid of like, oh, my friend, you know, Mike's going to come over and shoot the place up. No, we're afraid of like, you go to school or you go to university or you go, you know, somewhere, or your kid goes or whatever, and and suddenly it's a siege. Suddenly, it's like you know, cops standing around with their thumbs up their ass, not going into the building to rescue anyone. Um, it's bad, and that's what we're—that's what people are afraid of. I would—I would say. And yeah, I can't think of any where we live offhand that um, ring a bell.
1: Right. Uh so with that, and we're having a right with, with point. Right. I think that. It kind of lends credence to the whole gun control works, you know, because I've noticed um, on Twitter anyways, which is kind of where I hang out, that Mm -hmm. every time this happens, you know, you have the, the Second Amendment shitlords kind of being like, oh, well, you know, gun control doesn't work. And it's like, well, actually, it's not that simple. Because statistically, it seems like it does. You know, if we're defining a mass shooting in the context that you just described, we don't really have those here. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the closest that we've gotten to it was the, the Newtown shooting, which was a decade ago now.
0: Well, I as we were talking, of course, it's helpful that there's this um, nice, you know, seamless web of information out there that we can look up. So there's actually somebody who maintains on Wikipedia or whatever a list of Massachusetts mass shootings. But oh, here bless you go. them. Yes. So in 1974 on the list is a shooting that happened at um, – a Chinese restaurant. Uh, or wait. Um, oh, a guy who. A guy. OK, it's not a restaurant. It's a guy who shot some people at Bard College of, at Simon's Rock in 1992 in Great Barrington, Mass, which is way out in the western part of the state on the border of like New York. Um, murdered one student and a professor. So there were two two kills that's like a mass shooting before others were injured. That's for our, by our standards, that's like a big deal. The one that I was talking about that involved, um, I think a restaurant here we're talking about is that uh, the Chinatown Massacre, and that was in 1991, and that killed five and injured six. And I have a vague memory of that one. And then- Oh,
1: wow, okay.
0: And then in 2000, in uh, Wakefield, Mass, there were seven deaths at Edgewater Technology, and this one now that I read about it, yeah, it does ring a bell. Uh, but that's over almost twenty-five years ago. Um,
1: I was going to say two of those three that you just listed predate me, so.
0: Yep. So that's the and only I one in your life. Thirty
1: lifetime. years old, so that is yep. how infrequently uh, shootings of that magnitude have historically happened here.
0: Yeah. And one of these is two killed, four injured, which, although, you know, is terrible for the people killed and the people injured, is not exactly like, you know, headline news in America these days.
1: Right. It is not 19 children dead in school. Right.
0: Yeah. No, it's a different it's a it's a different level of uh, horror. So, yeah, we've had, we've actually, by current standards, had two and five deaths in one case, seven in the other that might make the news for like a half an hour in the afternoon. Um, if it was a live situation or something, but it's not really going to preoccupy the nation. There is some number—I can't tell you what it is—but there's some tipping point where above a certain number of people, uh, particularly if they're children, everything's going to go nuts.
1: Well, and also it might be worth noting that I would say all of those took place before mass shootings were predominant in this country you know like none have really happened here since it started to become quote unquote a thing that happens you know like i'm sure yep. all of those would have been shocking because they were rare back then
2: yeah
0: i'm now thinking um just saying you know um just mass shooting. USA and seeing what comes up. This is, you know, this is something you think we would know about, but um, when you know we we our human memories don't really work that way. Like we would just remember, like, oh yes, absolutely. This is what this is. This was the tipping point. This is when mass shootings really start to take off. But there's a nice little chart here, which shows you that the high number by a distinct and wide margin was around 2017 with almost 120 mass shootings. And the nearest closest, and the nearest closest year to that was the next year with 80. And then the next year we were down to uh, 80, uh, just over 70, a few years in that range. So if you take out 2012, 2016, 17, 18 and 19 five years there was never a year uh, with with there was only one year with over 50 and before that there was a much lower frequency so things really started to take off around 2007 but there was a drop 2010 was a relatively low number and 2020 was a relatively low low number both of those around 10 mass shootings but now already you know in 2022 you know clearly we're starting to you know, really increase the numbers. It's also noteworthy that in the United States, during the period of the federal assault weapons ban, which was 1994 to 2004, those years had almost, almost uniformly the lowest numbers. Um, There were several years in there right at the beginning of it where there were very few. There weren't that many. There were none, apparently, in 1983 or 1985 but in 1994, five, six, it looks like we're down around eight or nine. The chart doesn't let me know exactly. In the teens in 1996 and 98, and then back down to low numbers in 2000, 2001, 2002 is a zero year. And uh, just in the in the low single digits in 2003 and 2004. The one year that is strangely out of kind for all of that, apparently was 1999, we just spiked suddenly over over 40 mass shootings and then dropped again so the history of it is a is kind of a spiky history but of recent of recently it's really taken off um before dropping a little bit and that might have been pandemic related
1: so you stay pretty plugged into all of this stuff would you like venture a guess as to why like is there something that you can pinpoint that has changed?
0: It's in many ways, I, um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a a great question. I don't want to presume to know the answer to it, but I pointed you, um, I was saying, Hey, you know, before we were doing some show prep and I'm like, Hey, have you checked out the, um, the drudge report today? Which, you know, is, is kind of a, Sort of a pandering website, and not not one I'm just going to categorically dismiss or embrace, but because there's many different sources on there. But there's that article um, near the top, sort of above the uh, above the, the fold, so to speak. Angry, the Angry Young American Male, and it's a New York Post article, which is unfortunate, but it's interesting. <laughs> But it's interesting that the New York Post is running an article where the title of it is Our Greatest Public Health Crisis, The Angry Young American Male. So that's, um, that's interesting to me. Yeah, you've got something going on here. Men have got a problem. Young men, and it's not always young men. I mean, the, the Vegas shooter, that was he was an old guy. Um, but a lot of the time, it seems like it's young men. And I think that the mass shooting uh, numbers definitely skew young. But we've, you know, the Buffalo shooting just a little while ago, Buffalo, you know, again, young men. So often these are young men. And this, that's, you know, that's a notable pattern. So people have been falling more into social media rabbit holes, not just young men, but all sorts of people. And in doing so, uh they're getting a lot of bad information, they're being led astray, they're being uh, riled up a lot of times for political purposes. These are not terribly original observations, nor are they ones I'm substantiating with any research. But nonetheless, I think that that doesn't really, you know, you really have to come out with, to me with some good statistical data to challenge this. This seems to me the category of things that people, that everyone, everyone freaking knows this. This is just uh, a given. It's a self-evident truth. You see the pictures of these shooters. you are like, yep, I know that kid. I saw that kid on the bus today. I saw that kid walking down the street today. They're out there. And their access to guns is easy in a lot of places.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild because I've seen a lot of articles about, I'm pretty sure it's the Buffalo shooter. And he really kind of just detailed everything. Like, I don't know if it was some sort of complex that he had prior to this happening, or, you know, if it was something that once he decided to do it, he just wanted, you know, records of it. Like, I've tried not to look too much into it because at a certain point, it's just like, okay, well, this is what this person wanted, you know? A lot of it was shock value, so I'm trying to kind of thread the needle between being informed about it and not giving this person what they wanted, but it kind of seems like it started off as just him being angry about healthcare or something. I read somewhere that, oh, he had a toothache that had been bothering him for a while, and He kind of fell down the rabbit hole about the Great Replacement, which you and I had kind of talked about a little bit in our free time yesterday. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I guess it's just kind of surprising to me when people get radicalized online. It's confusing because there's so much information readily available like, realistically, there has never been a time that it's been easier to be educated. So, whenever I see, oh, someone got radicalized online, it's like, do you have to believe everything you read? You know what I mean? Like, I've read some messed up stuff online, and it's it's kind of just like, okay, well, I'm going to need a source for that and i don't know it's it's so weird to me that critical thinking is just not you know like i think that for most people if you hear something that is absolutely wild you know even if i if i agree with it like there's nothing that sounds unhinged to me that i agree with but like if I hear something and like the numbers are too high or like, it just seems like it might be fucky. I'm Mm. like, okay, well, this makes sense, but also who else is saying this, you know, like, where is this coming from? Is there, you know, let me Google scholar. This is it peer reviewed? Has it been published? You know, how many people are citing it that are doing legitimate research? You know, if it's just some anonymous fuckhead on Reddit, it's probably not something that's reliable information. Hmm. And, well, you know what I mean? Like I said- Oh yeah, 100% I know like, what you mean. It's not like things are hidden behind a paywall. Like some of it is, but I mean, there are so many ways to get around that stuff now. Like I haven't paid for a scholarly article in years And I just don't understand. It's like people want to believe something so badly that like part of me feels like they know that it's not true. But they kind of just, you know, get into this like high grade hysteria because it's like, here's a view that I had that some random anonymous person agrees with me about. So I'm not going to bother verifying it in any way shape or form and it just confuses me it's like if you know that your your viewpoint or your idea won't stand up to to criticism so you don't bother researching it like isn't that your your first indicator that it's a bad idea like if i truly believed something and I couldn't substantiate it. Like, that would be embarrassing to me.
0: Well, you're, you know, a lot of people don't seem to have that problem. I'll, I'll,
2: often,
0: <laughs> I'll often prattle on about motivated reasoning, just that natural human tendency that we uh, discount information that disagrees with our worldview. And we're not consciously doing that. It just happens. And we also, at the same time, simultaneously, place greater weight on that which, uh, you know, agrees with us. We discount that which conflicts with us. We, we weigh heavily that which agrees with us. And so then, you know, what happens? You know, you get to the conclusion you wanted to get to. That's how you get a Supreme Court that can, you know, do all the crazy things they're doing to the Constitution and claim it's an originalist interpretation. Funny how that interpretation always goes the way you wanted it to. That is, that is the absolute epitome of motivated reasoning.
1: And I think that's another reason why, you know, the internet is potentially dangerous because if you're hanging out in places that are only with people who agree with you, like you're not going to get that, that healthy pushback. You know, if you said something to me that I thought was completely crazy, I wouldn't jump to being like, Oh, you know, sounds like you're full of shit or whatever I would just be like well you know could you say that and maybe the problem with the people that are doing this is that they're not in like a situation where you know they've been to university or whatever because I think that's where you really get used to it you know Granted, I have not been in high school for mm, like 12 years now, but when I would discuss ideas back then, it was not common for me to hear, oh, you know, cite your source or where did this come from? Whereas now, if I'm discussing something with someone, I'm totally prepared and I actually like to hear someone be like, hey, do you have a source for that? Because one, I know that they're actually listening. And two, asking for something makes me feel like they're going to look into it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I've contributed something of value. If well, what if you're getting,
0: ins- getting sea lioned?
1: Okay. Well, with that being said, if somebody's like, can you cite a source? Like, I don't feel like that in and of itself is sea lioning, which for no, people who might not know what that is it's this troll tactic where someone who has absolutely no interest in what you're saying or in, you know, being open to having their view changed is just asking you something that seems like they're trying to learn with the intention of like distracting you and exhausting you and basically just frustrating you so that you give up. But I would never, um, I would never think someone being like, do you have a source in and of itself is sea lioning. Like if I give you that source and you like come back at me on some bullshit where like you clearly didn't read it or, you know, it's one of those straw man things where I said A and you're responding to B, like it becomes clear quite quickly who's trying to waste your time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think it's great when someone's like, do you have a source? Because 10 times out of 10, unless I'm literally like, don't quote me on this, where I am acknowledging that it's an opinion. If I'm like, oh, hey, this, this, this. And they're like, do you have a source? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I do. Where do you want it from? Like, how many do you want? So, you know. I just think that people who hang out um Reddit can be pretty bad. 4chan is God, I can't even speak on that because in my experience, the the two or three times that I have fucked my browser and search history even bothering to go there to try to figure out what's up, it's just so vile. That I don't make it five minutes before I'm like, I'm done here and I need to take a walk.
0: That's enough internet for today.
1: (laughs) Truly, not even just the day. It's just, it's so disgusting that I really can't. And I think you have... A stronger stomach than I do because you spent a lot of time leading up to the elections the last couple of elections and I'm sure that it made you sick too but you know your whole thing is political science and your big point was that's where a lot of the things pertaining to the election the important things the important conversations are happening So, I don't think that you enjoyed being there at all. But I think that it kept you very plugged in to the worst parts of what we're going on.
0: Well, certainly in two thousand sixteen, more so than twenty twenty, it was really a place where a lot of the stuff that became relevant politically uh, really started started to be um marketed so to speak to the electorate and to elements of the electorate to the conservative side and a lot of this stuff was coming out of the Russian internet research agency and so on and uh of course it was it was being it was being washed through 4chan but at some point it became interesting because i think really what happened is once americans learned how to generate that kind of content they started to do it on their own i think it became an autopilot thing for any foreign power that was interested in messing with us, be it Israel or Russia or whoever, they sort of showed the move, and then all the people in this country who had that mindset jumped right on it and started to do the exact same thing. So at this point, I don't even know that Russia or Israel has to interfere in the election or try to interfere in the election in terms of spreading disinformation or fake news or whatever the approach you're, they're using is. Um the, the, the move has already been shown and there's plenty of people in this country who will just go ahead and just keep um, duplicating it for them. So it's, well, uh, right. it, it, was, it was an interesting place to hang out at that point in time. I think it's less important now than it was. And as you know, for just, you know, I, once you've seen enough of it, new stuff isn't really coming in all that much. So um, I don't feel, you know, uh, your suggestion, I kind of just stopped doing it um, I do know also and I'm I didn't go to look this up but I was reading and was informed of this that immediately I sent you the article right about uh, this all the news stories that were being the fake news stories that were being planted AP reported this that uh, you know it's the same that happened after Parkland and after Sandy Hook and so on but um, unfounded claims that the gunman was an immigrant living in the US illegally and in particular, that he was transgender. So um, I think it was on, I'm pretty sure on 4chan, uh, people, somebody found pictures of an individual who in a blurry small picture you could claim was the shooter and was really, really pushing hard this narrative that the shooter was transgender. And that is, you know, the first, almost with these shootings, it, it seems to me like You can just ignore the news for the first 24 hours because it's going to take that long for the details to sort of get sorted out and some kind of news consensus to be reached. It's chaos. It's chaos for the first 24 hours Um, because immediately always reports multiple shooters. Right. And then it's like, oh, no, there was only one. It, It turns out, you know, shooter on the move going to various other locations or, you know, and that happens. But it's more likely that it's a fixed location with the shooter and so on. Although this guy did move around. Right. He shot his grandmother first or something.
1: Yes, Um, he did.
0: Yeah. So he was a mobile shooter, but his first his first thing was just hitting one person. One thing that's, I don't know you get any public policy advance out of this, but one thing I think about with with these mass shootings is really curious to me. Tell me if I'm I'm thinking about this too much. But, you know, we invest a lot of money trying to train people to go out during war and kill other people. And there's a thinking, you know, that you have to train people to be killers. Most of us don't want to do that, right? And There were allegedly studies out there claiming that, you know, a certain percentage of soldiers in combat won't even pull the trigger. They're afraid to. But, God, there seems to be no shortage of at least, you know, young men uh, who are willing to just go and, and shoot up their neighbors, shoot up kids, and have seem to have no hesitation about doing it. And it really is it just it's freaky that just out of the blue, a person with no known history of violence, not to say they weren't, you know, secretly torturing animals or something or other kids, but somebody with no known history of violence just starts like wakes up in the morning as they say and chooses violence, right? I'm sure I'm not using that correctly, but you know what I mean. They just like (laughs) this guy is like goes and shoots his grandmother. Like that's kind of a that's kind of extreme. And I just wonder like wow, how is it like it seems to a lot of people be so how oh, I couldn't do that, but then there's another contingent of the population that's like yeah, I got that. No problem. I can do that. Watch me go.
1: Ah, oh, man. I mean who? I'm about to party rock pretty hard on episode 1 here. But mm-hmm and i don't have anything to back this up so um little caveat there before someone's like cite your source i i don't know that my first thought when i hear oh a lot of people who join the military wouldn't pull the trigger or would struggle to do it i mean I'm not saying that you're wrong. Again, I have I have nothing that I could point to right now that would support this. But my gut reaction to that is kind of just like bullshit, you know? Okay. Like, well, here's
0: one thing I should say. And I should have probably specify this. I think a lot of that those claims about hesitancy to pull the trigger were more from the age of the draft, World War II and Vietnam.
1: Oh, okay. When that you didn't necessarily have volunteers sense.
0: there. So now I yeah, good point. I think I think if I'm not correct, a lot of those studies went back to World War II, and may okay. have been discredited since then. But it was just I'm more or less saying there was an idea out there that it was hard for a big segment of the population to pull the gun. But that's when you had a, a draft system. So you had a more random assortment of people as opposed oh, to now you, have volu- now you have a volunteer army. You have a different situation.
1: Well, yes, yeah, that's a, it,
0: that's a it, big it, deal.
1: Okay, I was going to say, now you having said that, I totally believe that, but I mean, I know that people I know, not people that I'm friends with, people that I am, you know, acquainted with kind of by force due to, like, social situations, um, I don't know, I'm from a really small hometown, like, uh it's kind of like, not kind of, it's white trash. Um, and I knew a lot of people mostly from like families of military service that were, you know, 15, 16, 17 being like, I can't wait to go and do this. And my thought with that was always, you can't wait to Fucking shoot at brown people? Like, I don't, what are you excited to do here? You're, you, you want to do what? So, you know, I think that it says a lot, you know, people that were drafted against their will are the only people that I would say that I support in the military. You know what I mean? When I hear, oh, the military, I'm kind of just like, uh, that is problematic as shit. You know, like there's a lot of sexual assault there. There's a lot of, you know, lies. There's a lot of really disgusting behavior that never gets reported on because, well, most of the people who are witnessing it or who find out about it don't think that it's a big deal to to torture the enemy or to be completely inhumane but yeah you know back in the draft when it was either you know sign up voluntarily or we will come get you i'm totally sympathetic to that i think that's sick so you know, it it doesn't surprise me that people who never wanted to go there and who wouldn't have signed up if they had a choice didn't want to be doing that stuff. You know, like again, it's it's not going to get me any fans, I'm sure. But I think that in this day and age and always actually, if you were signing up for it because like you just wanted to do it you were curious, you wanted a gun. Like you have some things going on, you know. Mm-hmm. You and I went to a gun range together. Yeah. And I was nervous about that leading up to it while I was there. I didn't really want to be doing it. I mean, I was I was like, well, maybe if I'm I'm gonna have strong opinions. I should be doing this so that I'm not just like totally talking out my ass, but um yeah, god.
0: And then you turn out to be Annie Oakley. Uh,
1: but I I I didn't enjoy it, you know? Like But how can you not enjoy
0: it? shooting tight little groups like that that are hitting the bullseye? It doesn't make sense.
1: Because it's very scary, especially like being so good at something was that like, so
0: many people never master, and you walk in the door and you're just like lights out. That instructor you were working with, he was losing his mind.
1: I know, <laughs> but it was it was scary and uncomfortable, and especially when it went from like this little teeny tiny, not any less dangerous weapon. But I was like, oh, like this is this is manageable. You know, and small twenty-two, like,
0: not much recoil
1: yeah, he was just like, here, shoot my crazy modded out nine millimeter. And I did it like once. And I was like, I don't like this. You can take this away. No, I don't know. I just didn't like, I appreciate the compliment that I was decent at it, but it it just, it didn't, I didn't like it. It didn't, it didn't make me feel anything positive
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i no you don't know what i mean because like you're kind of into that but no i, can, I don't know it i just, understand it made you uncomfortable yeah i just wasn't i didn't walk out of it being like well i i didn't like guns before this this hour has has changed my life i was kind of just like okay well now i know a little bit more about them, like now if i found one on the ground i could you know make sure before i was bringing it to to a police station or whatever that i wasn't just walking around with it cocked back and loaded but you know aside from it being like this is information i didn't have before this is you know not just me reading its experience aside from that I didn't feel better about them because I was proficient with it.
0: Exceedingly proficient.
1: Okay, thank you. But yeah, I just, I don't know. They're uncomfortable. And maybe it's like driving a car. I don't know, because I felt the same way about that. When I, you know, was getting my license, I used to sit and like shake like a leaf and have my hands two and ten and be like, Oh, I'm gonna crash, and now I'm just like, I am driving with one hand, and it's not even my dominant hand, and this is fine, so you know maybe that's that's what dealing with firearms is like too, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like not enough states or you know even federally. I feel like not enough is being done to make it difficult for people who shouldn't have them to, to legally, and that's the key word there, to legally be in possession of them. And it's why it kind of drives me crazy when people are like, if you make it harder to get, or you confiscate them, only criminals will have them. And it's like, no, but you don't know that because what's really been done in a lot of these places that are hot spots to try to do that you know like you're making an argument where we don't know like texas i don't i don't know of any legislation that's ever even been attempted because Texas has been red for so long, not because of voters, because I'm quite sure you and I have talked about it. And you were the one who told me, I believe, when I was like, oh, Texas is red. You're like, "Mm, no, Texas would actually go blue if it wasn't for, you know, gerrymandering and voter suppression. And uh, you were, absolutely right about that but with that being said as things stand they have been republican for a very long time um and they're just they're not about trying to to make it more difficult they're not trying to restrict second amendment rights which I understand is difficult. I know it's not as easy as you know, ABC and here's how we get there. Because mental illness is a difficult thing. It is it's not static. You know what I mean? Like someone could pass a background check and a mental health check and unless we are periodically being like, "Hey, this needs to continue to be a thing like a lot can happen to someone over the course of you know two years five years that kind of just changes things so with it being dynamic i don't i don't know how often we would have to be like "Mm, it's time to check on you do you need to talk to someone For it to be effective you know what I mean what do you think about that
0: well I'm thinking about that article I sent you from the New York Times about the schizophrenic woman who's in Holyoke Mass um, and yeah. I mean, had a really nice history in it about how we've treated a lot of schizophrenic type disorders and yeah these things can be rapid onset sometimes and you can't just say you know somebody who passed a mental health uh, check at some point in the history is now is still mentally healthy nor can you uh actually say there aren't people out there who can easily get by a mental health check uh without you know without you know tripping something up There are probably quite a few people out there who are you know doing a good job of avoiding detection for their severe right. problems right like you get people who go out and shoot up a school whose radar was this guy on or you know buffalo right was was there a huge concern in the community uh you know were there mental health professionals involved if so you know some of the signs must have been missed As I was digging around um, while you were talking, I found that uh, this thing about who's shooting in in combat and so on went back to a guy um, whose last name was Marshall. And this was a World War II thing and wrote a a book that was really influential on it. But people have challenged it. And so, you know, it's, it's up in the air. I don't have an answer to it. I think, and I didn't when I put it out there, And I'll just reemphasize that I'm not saying I know what side is right. I haven't researched it really all that much, but somebody has made that claim and other people have tried to refute it, but it's out there. And I guess I would also say what I have, what I want to turn around to also was just to say, well, you're right about the mental health thing, but also we should probably just sift in at some point, something about the second amendment, because that's the title of the episode we're doing today, right? And it is. It is. And I'm suggesting that I really wanted to sort of go to that quote, um, the Solzhenitsyn quote that I um, threw by you. Um, yeah, that's a good one. It, yeah. well, as, as, a, as a supporter of the Second Amendment, unabashed, uh, this is from Gulag Acapello. And Solzhenitsyn was a Russian author for people who aren't up on him. He's getting a bit dated now. He, um, and he wrote about a story about, you know, the Soviet Union when there was a, the communists came to power. And he said about some people who were there who were victims there he said, and how we burned in the camps later thinking what things have been like. What, what would things have been like if every Soviet operative who went out at night to make an arrest? Had been uncertain whether he would turn alive and had to say goodbye to his family. Or if during periods of mass arrest, as for example in Leningrad, when they arrested a quarter of the entire city, people had not simply sat in their lairs, um, paling with terror at every bang of a downstairs door and every step on the staircase, but had understood they had nothing left to lose and had boldly set up in the downstairs hall an ambush when half a dozen people with axes, hammers, pokers, and whatever else was at hand. Now, that's not firearms, but this is just what the quote says. The organs, meaning the organs of state, would quickly have suffered a shortage of officers and transport, and notwithstanding all of Stalin's thirst, the cursed machine would have ground to a halt. If, if, if we didn't love freedom enough, he's saying. So he's not saying if we didn't love freedom, he's saying we didn't love freedom enough. And even more, We had no answer to the real situation. We purely and simply deserved everything that happened afterwards. So you're not going to symmetrically um, engage the U.S. military if you're a gun owner and the government really turns on us and really becomes like the hunter of the citizen. But if you have a gun and the government is really, you know, breaking the law and really out of control, at least you might be able to take a couple of the bastards down with you. And so I think that's the support for the Second Amendment that should be out there. After 9-11, as I'm sure you know, uh, a great many people were willing to give away basic freedoms in the interest of obtaining an illusory security that never really materialized.
1: Yeah, that was the Patriot Act, correct?
0: Yep, it was. And, and, you know, and what we got out of that was a much more intense surveillance state and a huge recession in rights under things, under like Fourth Amendment and so on. And are we really any safer for that? That's an, that's an open question. And so we're always happy to give away rights to the government in the interest of security. But is are you really getting anything for it? And, you know, will you ever get those rights back? And it seems to be a remote possibility at best or one that is going to be so long term, it's just not going to, it's almost not worth thinking about. We've got several more generations uh, before this country is going to be anywhere near back on track. And this assumes that somehow environmental degradation and crisis is not going to sort of wear things down and make things even worse sooner. It's, Uh, uh, It's a challenge.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's crazy to me because I'm kind of at a point where I feel like there is no right answer. Like, I felt like I was right before when I was like, oh, you know, the average citizen really shouldn't have this. And, you know, I think that my original, not turning point, but the first crack in my foundation about that was that quote that you just recited because you know i think that's that's been your main point and with everything that's happened since then with you know the police and the people that are supposed to be checking on this um i forget who the shooter was It wasn't super long ago, but in terms of mass shootings, I think it was a while ago. It was, you know, oh, I do remember. It was, um, it was Nicholas Cruz Mm -hmm. where it came out after the fact, like, holy shit, this kid had been reported. He was on watch lists. He had been in trouble, like hanging around the school before was that parkland
0: yeah that was that was Marjorie Douglas high School,
1: yeah, sorry, but yeah it it was it was something that you know earlier we were like about this most recent one, you know, who was checking on this kid? Well, the answer to who was checking on this kid was a lot of fucking people. And they were all just, you know, passing the buck. And and I think that they are, you know, directly responsible in a way. It's like you didn't pull the trigger, but you understood where it was going and you did nothing. Like your silence and inaction allowed this to happen. So with that being said, it's not just the police. The police are a huge, huge problem. But it's not just that. It is a a failure of basically everything that should be in place that people are trusting. And it's not mm-hmm. like I ever trusted the police or the government because that's not the case, but the more that comes out, you know, I'm pretty sure this most recent shooting in Texas, they they chose not to engage with the shooter, yep, and it's like what the actual fuck is wrong with you, so you're asking people to to disarm voluntarily, but you can't even do what you're supposed to be doing, and I actually think now that that's come out of my mouth that that happened. At Stoneman Douglas too, like didn't it come out that the the school resource, the resource officer, officer or whatever yep. Yep. was asleep at the fucking wheel and was just like, oh well, like I'm I'm not paid to do this, and it's like it's you exactly you are, it. yeah. And that's
0: exactly
1: yeah, I think it. that was so the one like... he wandered
0: around. He wandered around outside and basically avoided engagement
1: yes um, exactly to the extent
0: that he could. and so yeah um broward county received widespread criticism for that um,
1: oh god and it's just like so, yeah, if
0: you're gonna take you're gonna take you're gonna take my guns away and then you're not going to defend me against the people who have them and right. it's just you know it's a big ask at that point it becomes an even increasingly bigger ask each time i sent an article also over to you talking about um wicked problems which is something that public policy nerds get off on. Not many other people think or talk about them, but we talk about these problems that are unstructured, cross-cutting, and relentless. So they're unstructured. The causes and effects are hard to identify. The, you have to get a lot of information to understand them. The problem-solving process is, is is fluid. They tend to morph and move. There's no real consensus on how to solve it. These are all true of this problem, right? I say that they're cross-cutting. There's there's many perspectives on it. There's a high degree of interdependency among everyone who's involved, which is everyone in this case. There's political and social complexity that's increasing. There's um, diverse sources of knowledge that have to be taken into account, and then you've got, as I say, relentless. There's no, you just aren't going to solve it in one, you know, in one day. These problems. So, you know, this is a wicked. This is an absolutely prototypical wicked problem. That we're dealing with here and it's and they're called that for a reason because they're beastly hard to solve so it's unsurprising if we don't you know if you and i don't come to anything even resembling an answer right now Uh, the other one was i also um pulled an article out for you that was from gq magazine it's funny we're talking about these sources and usually i do a much better job of um on a regular show, I'll, I'll do a good job, I think, of, of saying, you know, what's the source? Should we trust this source? And so on. And we've kind of been so fired up on this one today. We haven't really been, um, when, we ha- when we have our own sources, we're not saying like, is this leaning right or left? How much, you know, how, how likely is this to be good news, you know, reliable news around? I think I referred to the post earlier. I said it's terrible that I'm giving something from the post, but it's more to, <laughs> but it's more to say, hey, wow, look what's in the post. Um So it's it's one of those things. But there was an article in GQ magazine, which I'll list is probably left leaning, politically neutral general generally about the London um, emergency room and how London when they when England became much more um, strict on gun control a long, long time before we became strict strict on it. Right. And as a result, what happened is the population people still want to hurt each other so they kind of just went all in on knife violence. And so now there's a there's a there's a number of of very um well-staffed hospitals in London that have become like the absolute absolute be all end all experts on dealing with edged weapon um, trauma. And also the articles are interesting in and of itself. I think um if you just if somebody were interested in this article if anyone ever listens to this they can just just Google like GQ London knife violence and oh
1: uh, yeah I wish that we could I wonder if there's a way to like link something I wonder if we yeah should a couple of like, URLs. oh right or if we could be like hey here's the publisher of it and here's the name of the article I mean that should make it pretty easy to find maybe we'll have to retcon that at some point
0: yeah we'll have to figure that one out um give us a break
1: we're new here
0: yeah thank you um but there's something else too which is just like the um just the sheer mendacity of people like it's they've discovered you know like how to do things like stab somebody through the chest with a bicycle spoke (laughs) and puncture the heart into two walls and the surgeons can't do anything about that um, it's just amazing that, you know, how people will find ways to just, just to hurt other people. It's inside the hospital that's home to London's knife crisis, knife crime crisis. It was by somebody named Stuart McGurk. It was 2019 and Google anything like that and you'll get the article back. It's fascinating reading. It's unsettling as all hell but it's a fascinating article. Did we talk about, um, we did talk about how on 4chan, like they were presenting this guy um, as a tranny and so on right away. Almost like people are, are ready to go with this stuff, just waiting for the right opportunity to, uh, to ban it. Um, but there was just a, a, a wave of memes that were created all around this false narrative. I mean, uh, it doesn't that there...
1: surprise me. Any no, opportunity it's just such a, it's a good strategy. That alt-right people have to, to vilify people that are already, you know, that are already dealing with enough in society, like, they're going to take that. That's that's kind of their playbook, you know? It's the low-hanging fruit. They're going to be like, oh, how can we take something that's already divisive And make it worse, which I think, you know, is kind of a callback to your earlier point that it started a few years ago being, you know, out of a Russian playbook. And it happened so often and got such a strong reaction that they don't have to do that anymore because, you know, people that are on Fox News saw the response to that and were like, oh shit. That's the formula. Like we know that we can kick the bees' nest and really get people on board if we're using buzzwords and if we are blaming people that are already marginalized, and we don't need any proof to do that. As long as we put it out there, people are going to to carry this around. Yeah.
0: So. The, uh, that- the- the game is about sowing chaos and not so much caring about which side wins just as long as your opponent is confused and in chaos that's the uh, that is very much the goal it's uh, there's a lot here there's a lot we can keep on just tearing apart and tearing apart are we good for, uh, good for today do you think
1: um, I mean was there anything else that you wanted to to touch on it's I mean, hard could... to say if we're ever like good because no. there was just so much to unpack. I mean, we could spend hours talking about this and it would still be like, oh shit, we we didn't we didn't get to that. Like that was really important and we haven't really talked about it. Yeah. I and would, uh, I, would... I had sorry, I had an incoming message. Do you guys support the second amendment? All right. Um to that person, uh, you missed a lot of it. Um, slippers absolutely does
0: and well, always slippers. has. Okay, East Coast does.
1: Right. East Coast does and always has. Um, I think that my original position, going back to roughly two years ago at this point, was, I wasn't unsupportive completely, but I wanted it totally limited because I think they're scary. You know what I mean? Um, I don't like the idea that I could be, you know, at the grocery store and the person next to me who I know nothing about is just like, clearly packing, you know, not even concealed, just it's, it's fucking hanging out and I have to deal with that and be like, well, you know, is somebody going to try to take that from you? Could you retain control of it? Are you responsible? But you know, are you,
0: are you sane?
1: Right. But with everything that's continued to happen, I think that it's like, well, I can't I can't trust the police, not that I've ever trusted them, I have never trusted them to be the sole people with weapons, but now it's like, even in a situation where it is clear who the person is that is unhinged with a firearm, I can't trust the police to engage with that person, because they have a history of being like, oh shit here is the threat, I'm going to be somewhere else. So not only are police shooting unarmed people, but it's it's almost like a 180. Like they'll shoot fish in a barrel, but when they actually get the chance to be a hero, they're like, oh man, like, ooh, there's a chance I might get shot at. I don't want to do that. And it's like, well, then what the fuck are you here for? You know what I mean? You can't ask people to surrender their firearms, and when all you're doing is running away from things like people are getting killed because the people that are supposed to be the the authority, the good guys with guns are are scared
0: or showing up and shooting the guy who shot the shooter like they did in Colorado,
1: oh God. Uh, <sighs> That too,
0: yeah, like it was, a cop finally steps up, and what does he do? He shoots the guy who uh shot the shooter that was that was just insane the
1: um okay, no, Tyler, I don't think ban all guns because you think they're big and scary. uh if you were listening to what I said, that's not what I said, but go off. Anywho,
2: well, you know, um, I think
0: I don't know if you that's... can see
1: this East Coast. I think this is just coming into like my messages, but yeah, yeah I'm not getting no. it. Yeah, um, no, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, I am I, I am. am I am. the exact opposite.
0: No, I actually can see it if I go to another screen. Oh. So. No, we're not we're not anti-gun people. I own so many frickin' guns. And T is T has shot those guns. So we're on we're definitely not on the anti-gun team here. It's um it's not like that.
1: Yo, not Tyler's been listening for a while too, and my whole thing is I specifically said with the first person that two years ago I was never anti, but I wanted very strict regulations and my my world view on that has actually changed to be more of a supporter on citizens having firearms so i don't know how we got from what i said to what was being responded to but no
0: yeah it's not it's not um it's not that hard to figure out our, our position. We're just, we're just at the very top end of it, trying to say like what regulations are saying, what regulations are appropriate. Uh, and hey, you know, maybe
2: there's,
0: maybe there is an answer that we'll eventually reach in this country. But when you consider how many weapons are out there, how many rounds are already out there available, how diffuse, how widely spread out these guns are, This is going to be, this is our Gordian knot. This is our wicked problem, like I said earlier. This is going to take a long time, a long time to get straightened out. And now that uh, you've got media reporting, you know, uh, conservative media, I'm talking Breitbart, I'm talking Fox News, I'm talking Newsmax, I'm talking Infowars, uh, you know, pushing this, this great replacement theory, these shootings you know, being not, not specifically the most recent one, but like what you've got with Buffalo, those are going to become more and more frequent. And there's no shortage of government reports on the dangers of right-wing terrorism, that it's not getting, it's not getting nearly enough attention yet. And this is going to be a push and shove point here.
1: Hey, Um, East Coast, I don't really know how to do this, but I'm thinking like I'm wondering if you press play to the reply if it like brings the person in. Um let me try it out. Well, because he's still here and you know, I would I would like to instead of just responding to messages that well, I keep getting, I would Oh, okay.
2: You want to talk, buddy? I do, buddy. All right, yeah, you have the uh, Actually, you caught me at a really bad time. I'm walking into a gas station right now, so if you want to <laughs> put myself on mute, and I'll be back in like two minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Let's, let's... Hey, we can mute ourselves too. That's beautiful.
1: <laughs> it definitely is. Um, so
0: I hope he wasn't going in to shoot up that gas station. I should have asked him.
1: Oh my east coast can you please
0: <sighs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going there was an article that i sent you um i sent you the thing from politico today just talking about what's going on on the hill right now and who's doing what to whom you know in the um you've got you know we haven't even talked about better o'rourke yet but um see there's, what i mean there's...
1: we we go for like another five minutes and we're like oh like we we miss this
0: yeah we miss a, you know it, it's a big thorny difficult complex fraught issue and there's always going to be more more caveats and more layers to it was i talking about the um article yeah the, the article in the new yorker which was saying you know there's you can look around the world and see other countries and what they've done they talk about australia's really high the number of gun violence events plunge uh mass violence with guns plunge likewise uh england england changed their their approach a while ago uh but they've they've got even more restrictions now they what is it they outlawed um everything down to 22s and then 22s so Correct. it's really you know it's really limited there israel you know a country american as it says gun enthusiasts point to is another heavily armed democracy. Um, and here again, we're in the New Yorker. It's obviously left-leaning, but you know we're gonna just note that and move on. Um, requirements. You know, you have to be 27 years old if you haven't been in the military. Like, stop and think about that. In the U.S., if I just said, "Hey, yeah, you can have guns, but you have to be at least 27," that's gonna curtail a lot of gun violence right there, as it, the way it looks based on, on our looking at our statistics. Again, you get guys like. Las Vegas, the guy who was a lot older than 27, but that's really the exception not the rule. Got other people dropping in and listening now. And I think experience is already telling me to say like, "Hey, we like the second amendment here. We're not anti-second amendment. Don't get that idea right off the bat. But let's start from let's start from that premise and move on about what's rational and what's a rational choice."
1: We like it in the sense that well, I guess I can't say we because you've always liked it. But Mm -hmm. I, I like it in the sense that it should not be unfettered, like, and I'm in a tough place because I'm smart enough to know that I don't know what the answer is. So I kind of moved from, you know, they should be super heavily regulated, like there should be a good goddamn reason that anybody would have one of these over to you know the other side of the coin being like it's a lot of trust in law enforcement to do what needs to be done and they are not rising to that challenge like we have at least two documented instances where they were in a position to have done something about this before it was as bad as it was, you know, Stoneman Douglas was one. And, you know, the, the most recent one in Texas was another one and they chose to, to just nope the fuck out of there. So it's like, all right, well, it's tough because we have that instance of, a good guy with a gun, quote unquote, shooting the mass shooter and then being shot by the police. So that's tough. But then, you know, when the police are the only ones at the situation that are armed, they're like, oh, well, you know, that's, this is not what I'm here to do, even though it very much is. So uh, I I don't, it's, it's complicated. It's multifaceted. and. It's tough to say, you know. Here's the formula for for how to fix this, you know. If it was that easy, yeah, I there wouldn't be that. there
0: wouldn't be 25 different shows going on right now on the same topic. Um, let's see what Tyler had to say because he jumped back in, I think, and oh, made himself.
2: Hey, bud. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Next time, make sure I'm not listening when you make such a strong comment um, that Once is recorded.
0: What strong comment Steel. did I make?
2: Everyone's lives. Uh, what
0: is, what comment did I make?
2: You know what comment you made. I'm not gonna. Don't sit here and act like a child.
0: No, I you want know. you to. I want you to come I've, out and call me out on it. I said, I hope he's not going in there to shoot it up. That's a joke. dude. Yeah,
2: that's a that's a pretty strong, it's a pretty strong allegation to make.
0: I, it's not an allegation. I said, I yeah. I hope he's not. That doesn't mean I think he is or he is. That means I hope he's not. It's just I'm just mm. joking around here. It's just jokes, guy.
2: Mm. It's okay. Just maybe you know how how long have you been on here? Oh, we, okay. that make, that makes more sense all right yeah.
0: we we've been podcasting for a long time dude we're we're not new to this whole game it looks like it Well, do what you want do you have something you have something to contribute or what you know,
2: I was going to talk about you know y all of y'all's laws and regulations that you'll want to put in, but you know.
0: Yeah, I don't have none of it it makes any sense. sense. Well, it
2: look you you look at Well, that's really
1: broad. Like, do you mean none of it makes any sense? Could you could you kind of dissect that a little? Because it's not going to help anybody. Well, the only
2: people that you're gonna you're not going to help anybody. The only thing that you're going to do is you're going to hurt the law-abiding citizens.
1: So. You missed the first part of the live show, which is totally fine, but we actually addressed this and my whole thing was it's it's statistically provable that in states where firearms are subject to more stringent background checks and longer waiting periods, mass shootings You realize
2: that it the background check every if you wanted to get a gun it's gonna be the exact same background check and everything like that in every single state that you try to buy a gun in. It's abroad across across the country. You realize that, right?
0: No, what we realize is that we're- Okay, exactly, we have, that's what I'm talking about. Well, we so state. I'm
1: gonna let East Coast take this because he is a firearm owner and I'm not, so.
0: Yeah, just to say in, in the state that we live in, you have license issuing is generally done on a, um, not a, a sh- on a May issue basis. So the chief of police in each town will decide in an individual case whether or not they want to issue a license. It's not a shall issue state, it's a may issue state. So very much when you apply for a gun license, you know, you're going to be wondering, am I going to get this thing or not? And a lot of it depends on where you live. Some towns are much more um, prohibitive of guns than others. No, not no. Obju- well, that that's means- not what so, I said. I know you're talking about that's the not background what I said, I said
2: background... Are you gonna talk or am I gonna talk? Which, how are gonna we gonna talk. do this? I'm gonna Go talk. All right. all right, thank you. Um, slippers, cute name. Um, what I said was the background checks and all the checks that every if you if you try to get a gun in California, if you try to get a gun in New York, if you try to get a gun in Tennessee, if you try to get a gun in Texas, the background checks and all the checks that they're going to have to do on a person is the same thing across the board in every single state. Yeah, the background check gives information and
0: the person who's making the decision gets gets to look at that information. There's homogeneity on the information that comes in on the federal background check.
2: You're not, right? you're not understanding what I'm saying. You're, you're, you're trying to, I get it. I yeah, but it's just not passing through.
0: You're saying that the checks all come from the same resource and they show the same information. Are you not?
2: Hey, you can take it like, give me just one second. I'm putting in a pinch. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a part of it, I guess. But y'all are, you know.
1: What's the rest of
2: it? That's what I'm getting to. Uh, y'all are saying that it's different in every state. It's not. The the checks are the exact sense. same thing in every single state. doesn't matter if you are in or
0: the, or We're not saying the checks are different. We're saying California. the decision-making process is different. Where you have a state where it's a shall issue as opposed to a may issue. You may or may not get your license here. That's what we're talking about is a difference. So you have you have an information check comes back, and two people have the exact same profile on it. They've done the exact same things. They have the exact same histories, more or less. You know.
2: Yeah. In I'm place, with Tyler on in this one.
0: Tyler? Get his hey license. panel, what's up?
1: Chicago has the highest gun restrictions probably in the nation. I know. I used Could to live in the ghetto there, his thought, and I'd had of plenty of guns pulled on me that were probably unregistered, and they were in the ghetto.
2: Um, but, uh, I'll tell you, they don't...
1: Okay. Sorry. You were literally in the middle of a thought, so in terms of the, like, are you talking or am I talking? Well, at that moment, you were talking, so please continue.
2: Are you talking to me? I wasn't talking.
1: No, uh, East Coast was talking, and... Yeah, I was. If we're gonna... Call people out for interrupting and not finishing a thought. Then that's probably not what we should be doing. So,
2: what should yeah, we not be doing?
0: We're we're trying as much as we can to be to be courteous within limits of what the technology allows. Sometimes people are going to talk over each other by accident, but when it's deliberate, it's a bit much. Uh, the the point uh, again that I that am no, trying you, to mean, get.
2: To. Continue. I'll, I'll let you finish.
0: Yeah. Sure. The point I think that I was trying to get to was that there is there is contingency in some places to whether or not licenses get issued, And that's what we're talking about making a difference. There was an article, I don't know if you heard us discussing it earlier, uh, that talked about different countries and their approaches. And when you change things around, you get different results and you get a long enough number of panels to, to draw the data from. And you find that, yeah, there, there is a possibility that through policy, through regulation, you can reduce the number of mass shooting incidents. So if that's your if that's your if that's your interest, and it's not just about strictly being a staunch Second Amendment person, and there are people who are like that, and I tend to be more like that than not. I think more like that than um, TBD in this case. But when you have that situation, if you want to say, okay, we could run an experiment. Well, we did. We have multiple jurisdictions. We have multiple different approaches. We get multiple different results. And regulation does turn out to make a difference in the real world. And that's the point we're getting to. Now you can pick and choose which regulations seem to make sense. But if you want to change the game and you want to change the number of shooters, it seems based on evidence, empirical evidence, that there are approaches that work. For example, not giving gun licenses to people under the age of 27.
2: The age what? of 27, oh boy, all right. Uh, but uh, what I was saying was you, you what the reason why I played the message is, um, and I seen your message O'Neal. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I know that he wasn't going to. That's why I played it. Um Slippers, E C. Yeah. Um, you repeated yourself four times. That would be your fourth time trying to explain that. And I already had it. And I was talking about something different. You just wasn't catching on to what I was saying. And so that's why I interrupted you with a message. Of him talking because y'all wanted to play it to, to begin with. Y'all didn't play my message. So.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Well, I didn't play that one either. It just started playing, and I thought yeah, that I his I mic was it. on, and he was talking. Okay, well, pardon me. I'm telling you that I wasn't aware of that.
2: You don't have to be aware of it. If you're up on the panel, <laughs> y- y- you, you can, like, click on these messages. Look, watch. I could click on any message. I don't have to have a star. Look at this. I click on it, and play my so message because. you And then I can end
1: Okay. And I know that, but my point is that when I was answering your messages prior to you coming on, it's not that I just wasn't playing them. Like I didn't play them because I thought it was disruptive, but I read the messages that you sent me before I replied to them. I
2: didn't send you any messages. I sent a message to the panel, a voice message to the panel.
1: Right. It reads
2: it out. It reads it out. Stereos like that. It, shows you a you know and you didn't you didn't play this one which i i think is you know a good point but you didn't play it so but i said it already so
1: well i i didn't play the one from dr o'neill
2: yes i did this is the second time okay me telling i understand
1: you that i i did not have that one like i'm not seeing it in my incoming messages yes, so you,
2: it wouldn't be in yours it would be in the panels it, you you wouldn't see that because you stopped the message so it's delete it's here, let me see if I can find it. Played. No, it's deleted. So
1: Okay, well, that was accidental. Um oops. It's so, my uh, first live.
2: Yeah, I can tell. Um
1: <laughs> how long have you been hanging out here, man?
2: Um, I I have two hundred and fifty-two talk fifty-seven talks. of... Uh,
1: Okay, so it's I'm not a newness issue; it's a home training issue.
2: Home training, no. Yes. No. It's an issue okay. of it's an issue of people getting on here not knowing what they're talking about. That's the issue.
1: I mean, so your main thing is that every background check releases the same information. Our That's not what I said. Is that?
2: That's not what I said. See, exactly. You, you, y'all didn't even. Pay attention to what I said. I pretty much heard that myself,
0: dude. That seems to be what you're saying. Can you say it in a way that's understandable by people? I said work?
2: it. I, I tried to attempt to say it like three times, and you, you couldn't get it through your skull. So you, you
0: you dude, then try again for God's sake. If you're dealing with such thick-headed people, you got to do a better job explaining.
2: It either you're. I, I do this all the time. I do this all. I have two hundred and fifty-seven dogs. Okay, that's well, you don't do that. any of them are any so. good.
0: Or had any good information and in then that just means you have a lot of talks
2: maybe so. you should honestly maybe like look through a few of my talks they're pretty good i would say so oh neil mm-hmm. he, he's he's a, he's a guy that listens to me i listen to him we we have talks together i think i can happy for me. you guys thank you yeah it's
1: cute. do you want
2: to give another shot
0: dude like break it down for us yeah no, i,
1: mean, like I you, think you can intri- you've contributed a lot of time to be here and like I'm actively interested in exactly what you are trying to say. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to like beg you to go over it, but if you can make it explicitly clear what you are trying to say, I would like to respond to that.
2: I have, though. I'm not going to keep repeating myself. I've talked to people like this.
1: To, to people like to people that are like trying to understand your viewpoint and no, are to getting the it wrong who, and asking for clarification,
2: no, to the people who I've explained it to like four times, they just keep twisting it like slippers over here did. Um, both of y'all are slippers, EC. There we go. Um, did, and so you know, at that point, I, I stopped because everything what? I say then what
0: are you doing here dude if you're not going to have anything more to say and we didn't understand you and you couldn't be understand us, then what's the point like what are you achieving now you're disconnected so that
1: that was sea lioning Yep. that's that's what that was um that yeah. was sexy. And
0: we, and we got this other guy <laughs> down here with the story that he got he got in the ghetto, multiple, multiple unregistered guns pulled on him. Yeah, that's real credible. Oh, man. There's a reason you're on read, dude.
1: I'm really, I'm going to have to go back. I hope this saves because I would really like to go back and hear what he said.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he's got 257 talks, apparently, with one other person. So that's cool. I mean,
1: that's a big fucking deal, man. It is It is obvious that if you are talking longer and louder than the people around you, you are right.
0: Absolutely on point. Absolutely on point. All right. Um, I think I've done my bit for today. I don't know about you. That just, you know. That's exact, That went exactly how I expected today would go, to be honest.
1: Um, it really did. Um, it was more mild than I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my only grievance is that he did the whole, like, well, if you don't understand me, you know? Like, I don't think he was really understanding us either. But, like, I wasn't trying to be a piece of shit about it and being like, well... Do you need it louder or slower you know what i mean and that's a huge problem with coming to places like this like if you if you are not able to explain yourself in a way that can be understood by people who are earnestly trying to do that um the problem is you because you tried to explain yourself at least a couple of times, you know, you, you didn't do the whole, like, what are you not understanding? So I don't know. It it comes with the territory. I suppose like live shows are difficult because of that.
0: But Mm. yeah, the other, the other funny thing too, is like, I'm pretty pro second amendment. You're getting to be more pro second amendment. He, Apparently was pro Second Amendment. Everyone here is kind of, you know, pro Second Amendment to some degree. Yeah. So there's, And there we're still finding around. stuff to, we're still finding stuff to argue about. We're still finding stuff to be like disagreeable about. That was not our intention here.
1: Okay, um, Doctor you know, O'Neill. If, um. Who split? Nope, nope. I have a new uh, voice message. So let's. Oh yeah. Let's let this ride. I guess Tyler was right. It is credible. Anyways, have a good day. Stay on the blind side. Stay in the dark. You'll feel safe. Pull the blankets over your head. Live under the bed. (laughs) Put a tinfoil hat on and pretend that everything's going to be okay if you just stop everything you don't like. Well, believe in unicorns. I'm sure there's a rainbow for you to find yourself under with a big gold pot just around the corner. God bless America. Rock and roll. Yo. What the fuck did that even mean? like Uh, he said a lot to say nothing like ban everything you don't agree with for the millionth time nobody said that and i know that he was listening when i clarified that nobody has ever said that so i
0: if we were here being second amendment like anti-second amendment absolutist no guns for anyone that comment might have made sense you love but the
1: Second Amendment, and you always I have. I own so
0: many guns. I own so many guns. You do. I don't, an octopus doesn't, can't shoot as many guns as I own, you know? <laughs> like, what, the, what on earth? Oh, God. This is, the, this is the epitome of American politics right now. Um, even within a group of people who ostensibly agree with each other, there's idiots out there. Uh, those guys have had 257 talks together. Can you imagine?
1: Just i'm very the, the, happy for them it's cute
0: i know but the, it's it's crudous. i love that for them yeah oh my god anyway all right tbd i i i we we're gonna go. have to <laughs> we gotta we're gonna figure this thing out this is this is if we've had some larfs, we had some larfs today no doubt let let's let, definitely hope this thing saves i i will look forward to listening to it and uh it's it's one for the it's one for the ages.
1: Thank you for coming to my talk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sir, this is a Wendy's. We don't understand background (laughs) checks. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.